Our scripture for this morning is from the psalm, Psalm 37, some verses from there. Listen for God's word. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. Our steps are made firm by the Lord when he delights in our way. Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong. For the Lord holds us by the hand. The sermon title for this morning is called Trying to Trust. And as I was praying about what preparing for this sermon and what to talk about, um, trust was a very important word for me in 2014, something I was seeking to learn Um, something I prayed about a lot. It was a word that was given to me at the beginning of the year and that I really um, did my best to pay attention to. So I was thinking I wanted to speak about trust today. Then I recalled that at the Presbyterian Women in September, I gave a talk there about trust. So I went back to see what I said there, and I couldn't remember anything that I had said, so it was good to refresh my memory. So then I actually went so far as to say, this is, I can learn something from this. And so I figured I'm going to use most of what I did there here, because if I couldn't remember what I said, maybe if you were there, you don't remember either. Or if you were, you're going to get a refresher. So uh, it's trying to trust. I think uh, I like these words, trying to trust, because sometimes I try really hard, so hard that I'm really not trusting because I'm trying and relying on myself so much. Or I end up trying to do my own thing more often than trusting God. I also like a quote from that Yoda from uh, Star Wars um, says. He says, try not, do or do not, there is no try. I didn't say it in my Yoda voice for you today, but... (laughs) Um, I often quote a version of this to my children when I ask them to do their chores or get their homework done or whatever it is around the house, and they say, I'm trying. And I say, try not, do. Maybe it's not my best parenting moment, but it is a good little thing in our house to say, try not, just simply get it done, do it. So thank you for listening to me today. I pray that 
God will inspire each one of us as we enter this day, as we enter into this year, as we seek to trust God in new ways. Let us pray. Holy God, we do give you thanks that you hear our prayer, Lord, as we listen for your word in our lives. We long to trust you even more. Open up the path this day as we seek to follow you. In Christ's name, amen. A devotional that I have really enjoyed is Jesus Calling. Maybe you're familiar with that. There's also a children's version of Jesus Calling. It's a daily reading. And um, I really like what is in there on um, April the 12th about trust. And so I wanted to read that to you today. This is from the the children's version. Um, But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God, from Psalm 31. And then the writer of this writes as if Jesus is talking to me. He's talking to us. So this is what Jesus is saying. Trusting me is a choice you must make every minute. It isn't enough to trust me just sometimes. Again and again throughout the day, you must choose to trust me. Even many grown-ups don't understand this. Remember Moses and the Israelites? They had just escaped Egypt. They had sent ten miraculous plagues. They had seen the waters of the Red Sea parted, and they had walked through the sea on dry land. They had seen Pharaoh's army destroyed in the sea. They trusted me until they got hungry or thirsty. Then they forgot to trust. Don't you do the same thing sometimes? When everything is going great, it's easy for you to trust me. But when things start to go wrong, trusting isn't so easy. It's a choice you have to make. Choose to trust me all the time. This is something that I could read every day, even on the hour, as I tend to often forget. Trusting God is something that I have to remind myself of often. I seem to be hardwired to forget, and I know I'm not alone in that. I like this devotional with a reminder, a gentle reminder, because we all fall short and we all go our own path, but that reminder that, no, we can go back and trust God. And again and again and again, God is there and faithful. We might ask, why is it important for us to trust God? Does, does God need us to trust him? And I don't think that God needs us, but I think as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to trust God. It's important because this is the way that we can experience life, the way that God created it for us and invites us to live it fully, surrendering, praying, listening, loving, trusting. This is how we stay connected with our creator, and this is how we stay in authentic relationship with one another. I invite you to just take a moment in your mind's eye and consider a time in your life that was a trying time, 
It's one trying time. Maybe you can sum it up in one word or something that reminds you of a situation or a person, a period that was difficult. Maybe you are in that place right now. Just recalling that time for a moment. We all have something in common here today because we all have trying times. This is life. Challenges or times of trial. We might do everything in our power to not let anybody see that we are going through a time of trial, but we all have that in common. One of my favorite people, author and writer, uh, Frederick Beekner, he's a Presbyterian minister, and he tells of a trying time in his life. Frederick Beekner's daughter was dying. She had anorexia, and she was in the hospital, and she had to be fed against her will through a nasal tube. And Beekner shares about this time he remembers sitting in his car, parked by the roadside by a grocery store in Vermont where he lives. He says, I was terribly depressed and afraid about my daughter's illness and what was going on in our family when out of nowhere a car came along down the highway with a license plate that bore on it the one word out of all the words in the dictionary that I needed most to see exactly then. Here is the license plate. Beekner continues, what do you call a moment like that? Something to laugh off, a kind of joke that life plays on us every once in a while? Or the word of God? I am willing to believe that maybe it was something of both, but for me, it was an epiphany the owner of the car turned out to be, as I'd suspected, a trust officer in a bank. And not long ago, having read an account of what I wrote of the incident, he found out where I lived and one afternoon brought me the license plate itself, which sits propped up on a bookshelf in my house to this day. It is rusty around the edges and a little battered, and it is also as holy a relic as I have ever seen. Perhaps you and I won't receive that kind of epiphany in our trying times, but God speaks through many ways. Ponder just for a moment, what did you do or what are you doing to get through that trying time that you have experienced or are experiencing. Maybe you have asked a friend to help, or maybe you have seen a counselor or a therapist, or maybe you've called your pastor, maybe you're praying diligently, or have done all of the above, or maybe you're still handling it all on your own. We all have different ways of responding to crisis, trying times in our life. We might feel guilty asking for help when we are in a time of crisis or trial. Maybe we are embarrassed or ashamed. Maybe we think our situation is small in comparison to what the rest of the world is dealing with. 
I oftentimes challenge people when they, I will find out about a trial and say, you know, I, we would pray for you or we will pray for you. And they will say, oh, it just, there's so much more going on. I just didn't think that I should burden you with mine. And in my most pastoral way, I like to remind them <laughs> that God can handle all of it and that I can pray more than one prayer and that we can support each other and that it really can help a lot to share with someone else what your trial is. So I am here this morning, as I have reflected on trust, acknowledging that it's tricky navigating this relationship with God, but to encourage and to remind and to invite us to trust God, to hear the words from Matthew, come to me, all you that are weary and carry heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. What do you think blocks you from trusting God? What gets in the way? Maybe it's fear or the unknown or uncertainty. I know my greatest obstacle is letting go of my control. If I give a situation over to God, something that I'm struggling with, and have faith, then I'm not really sure of what the turnout is going to be. And this is hard for me. I find that I like to know what will happen next. And trusting God, being open to God's plan, means I don't always know what will happen. I want to share an illustration, a story about a tightrope walker. Maybe you've heard before through the years. I heard this when I was very young, and I've heard it many times since. It's a tightrope walker who is uh, invited to walk across Niagara Falls. So they set up the wire. Is that what it's called? The wire that they walk on? I'm going to call it the wire. The wire that goes over um, Niagara Falls, and he's there to walk. And there are thousands of people gathered to come and to see him, to cheer him on, and So he gets up there and, you know, and he screams out to the crowd, you know, do you think I can do this? And the crowd is, yes, of course we do. You can do it. And so he gets out there and he starts walking and he makes it all the way across and he comes back. He makes it across Niagara Falls and the crowd is screaming, but he wants to go a little bit further. And so he says, do you think I can do this walk while pushing a wheelbarrow? And um, the crowd, of course, like, yes, of course you can. This is going to be great. Yes. So he gets a wheelbarrow, and he starts, and he pushes, and he walks across the wheelbarrow and back, and he makes it. And the crowd goes wild. And then he says, do you think I could carry a 100-pound bag of flour in the wheelbarrow and push it across? Of course we do. You're the best. And he gets gets it in there, and he walks across. Does he make it back? Yes, he makes it back. Yes, the other side. And uh, the crowd goes wild. And then he says, okay, do you think I can carry a person 
across, you know, taking the flower out and put a person in, in this wheelbarrow, and the crowd is, yes, you know, this is going to be great. We can't wait to see this. And then he says, okay, who will get in? <laughs> and there's silence over the crowd. Nobody wants to get in. I like this story and what it has to say about trust. Not that I would have volunteered to get in, and I'm not sure that's the... But when we are willing to trust God, then we give our full selves to God and say, I trust you, no matter what the outcome might be. And clearly, I don't know what the outcome might be. Um, And for me, I know that is one of the most challenging things to do, but I also know that it is one of the most rewarding experiences in my faith. In those moments where I have truly said, okay, here, and then seen how God uh, responds, that gives me all the more um, motivation to continue to say, okay, God, and this is what I usually do, is say, here's my plan, this is what I think would work, and it's nice, (laughs) and then pray and say, and God, I want to be open to your plan, and have to pray that prayer a whole lot, because I tend to keep running back to mine, but when I do that, I see how God opens up um, just wonderful things of offering peace and love in my life. I think some of the steps towards trusting include being honest, being honest with myself and being honest with God, even saying, God, this is really scary. I don't know what you're going to do. Being honest about it and then letting go and letting God, believing, this is important, believing that God loves me so very much and has great things in store. And when I can let God lead that amazing things will happen. One of the experiences of trust that I had this year was being nervous. One of the experiences of trust I have to have a lot is with my children um, because I'm nervous about what they might choose. And if I had my way, I would just direct them and lead them in a certain way, and I have to trust. And so my daughter's entering into sixth grade this year, and I have all these memories of being in sixth grade, and they, were not pl- they weren't pleasant ones. And so worrying and obsessing and wanting to make sure everything is going to be fine, and that that moment of being able to trust and say, you know, God, you've got my daughter in your hand, and I am not, it's not going to do any of us any good for me to obsess and freak out about this. I want to trust and let you do what you will do. When I'm able to do that, I can be reminded again and again of how God's faithfulness. God is faithful. God's love is always there. God's peace is readily available. God's hands and feet and ears and arms are all around us through God's people. So this is my challenge, my encouragement to us today, to trust God.
to come to God with everything and to rest in the amazing love that God has for each of us. To really sit in that, and I know that's so hard for me, and I can say that to you, and I don't know how it sinks in, but I would really encourage us to know how much God loves each of us and to rest in that and to trust, which will then, again, seep out into God's world. God is eager, I believe, for us to trust him and to know that his presence is there as we navigate this challenging world. I'm going to close with a paragraph from a blog by a pastor named Nadia Boltz and her talking about trust. She says, put your trust in Jesus, who defiantly keeps showing up despite us. Put your trust in Jesus, who says where two or more people who often get things wrong are gathered, I am there. He is here. That's the promise. He is here with the power that is not our own. He is here with the power of one who has given all for us. He is here with the power of reconciliation for people who don't deserve it. He is here in bread and wine and water and the stranger sitting next to you. He is here, again, loving his church and to being something beautiful. I want to ask you to do a little exercise today that I'm going to pass out a star word, not star wars, a star word. And as I mentioned to you earlier, trust was a word that was given to me in 2014. This is an exercise from a pastor from another church has done where I'm going to pass out, you just reach your hand in and grab out a star and it's got a word on it. And my encouragement to you, if you take this challenge, is to keep that word in front of you this year. Um, to, if you have a daily prayer life of devotion, what, writing in your, whatever you might do, but just to have this word somewhere and pay attention. Simply pay attention for what it is that God, how God might be speaking to you uh, through this word. You might pick a word and think, ugh, yuck, I don't want this word. And maybe that's exactly the word you need. Um, if you really feel like it's a word you don't want, you can come back and get another one. But um, uh, So I just want to encourage just to, to give this practice this year. So Emily and um, Judy are going to pass the bags down, and y'all can take, grab a word, and then, um, and like I said, take you home. And then there's also a little slip of paper that talks about what the star word is. I'll go ahead and invite the, we'll get, make sure you get your words banned, but I'll invite you to come back forward and lead us next in our um, offering. After you've gotten your word, we'll invite the deacons forward to, to gather our morning offering.